How many people have been going forward then? <laughs> Somebody shout a very loud amen. Let's read a portion of the Bible before we have our say this evening. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let me appreciate them. Glory to God. The guy playing the drums before, I'm just not saying, it's a new drummer. Wow. You are blessed. What's her name? Precious. Oh, you are so precious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, so first, uh, first Samuel 17, first Samuel 17, and we're going to read verse 26. Hallelujah. Remember, we started by saying that to every purpose under the sun and to every season, there is a time. And that many times when we pray, then God expects you after praying to take a step. At times, that step is in the words that you speak. Something must come from you after praying. Now, David wanted to fight Goliath. And David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed... Ah. God bless you. Have your seat this evening. I feel like... This applies to the church, but somebody might need it also. I was thinking about it before service, and maybe I will say it more on Sunday. But it's just a, a scripture Psalm 44, verse 3. Psalm 44, verse 3. Maybe this is where we'll start from on Sunday. The Bible says, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword that talks about efforts sword somebody was given a prophecy in the bible that by your sword you shall hit or you shall lead the bible said they did not get the land by their sword neither did their own arms save them but thy right hand and thy arm and the light of thy countenance because thou hast favor them when you lay hold of this scripture there is no property you cannot get and this is our word for getting any property we want as a church but I'm also speaking to somebody as an individual the Bible said they did not get it by their sword but three things played the role God's hand God's arm and then the light of his countenance oh shh Maybe on Sunday we talk about these three things. May they be with you. Yeah. Everybody say God's hand. God's say God's arm. God's and when you look at scriptures, you are going to see some differences. But the combination is better. His hand working with his arm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, it is. Oh, thank you. Anyway, are you following me? The Bible says, because. The light of his countenance because he favored them. We are going to get properties, not by our sword. When you hear the word of God, begin to rejoice because you believe in it. Glory to God. 
Somebody will just say to you that I have a land for you. Bring whatever you have. <laughs> Glory to God. But then that talks about all forms of possession. Not by their hand, not by their sword. But his own hand, his arm, and the light of his countenance. In that place where we started reading, David began to speak to everybody. What shall be done to the man that kills? Even if David had the vision of killing Goliath and he said nothing, there will not be an opportunity for him to come in contact with the victory he had been imagining. In the school of the spirit, words are said. Many times when we finish praying, God gives us a word. You must put that word in your mouth regularly. As soon as David began to ask that question, his brother was the first, there will be opposition. Ah. Hallelujah. You know, the sum of everything we're saying on Sunday, from the story by the Red Sea, Genesis in Exodus 14, to where we read in 1 Kings uh, 14 about uh, uh, Jonathan, and to some other scriptures that we considered, the victory is always on the other side and you have to rise up and move. Now, before we read from David and Goliath, I want to show you another scripture that clearly talks about this. Now, you, I told you at the beginning, you need to understand God's mentality. That when he gives you something, it's up to you to step into it. He said to Joshua and Joshua 1, I am giving you this land and this land and this is from uh, river from this one to reverberate it shall be your possession but then he said that wherever the sole of your feet shall tread i have given you the land but if you walk one kilometer of the land one kilometer you have ah did somebody just get this see this is why working with giants is important so that you don't think like a dwarf People think certain things are up to God, but I found out that they're up to you. So, he gave the land. He said that, let's say I've given you Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Zimbabwe, then he now said, you know what? Anywhere you walk to into that place. So, if you walk from Nigeria, you get to Ghana, you stop. You have Nigeria and Ghana. But potentially, he has given you 14 nations. Where, where is that scripture in Joshua 1? Are you following me? <laughs> when a man gets born again one of the things you should seek is to understand the way God thinks and that is what is in the word of God <laughs> every place that the soul of your feet shall tread that did you notice the way the word is not that I am going to give you what is the word there I am giving you as I said to Moses. I gave you before now. Next verse. Then he said, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, river Aprotos, all the land of Etit and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. But he said that wherever the sole of your feet, in other words, within this region, I have given you everything within this region. If you like, take 10% of it. 
Take 20% of it. Take 30% of it. Now, in God's promises to every Christian, it's always within a promise, always within a premise. There are things that don't belong to you. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, as they were getting to the promise, like God told them when they go to Mount see uh, where the Esau people were, God told Moses that buy your food and your water from them and don't hide their land. I have given that mountain to Esau. Then they got to where the Ammonites were and God said that Esau had Moab and Ammon. He said the same thing. The Ammonites were the son of Esau, of, of Lot. He said, I have given you. So God told Israelite that what belongs to Lot does not belong to you. What belongs to Esau does not belong to you. He said, so stay, just stay clear these places. And he said, when you pass through the place, even if you drink their water, pay for the water. It's not part of your portion. In the blessing, there is always a portion that does not belong to you. This is the whole idea of first fruit, which many eat. Anyway, but it's not a doctrine. <laughs> we don't pray for us doctrine. I'm just telling you that in all blessings, certain things don't belong to you. Everybody can love you, but you surely have one woman. <laughs> you cannot be another Solomon. They all just love me. That is why I'm there. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Are you following me? There are forbidden portions in every land of promise. When he gave them Eden, which represents the presence of God, a well-favored place, then the Lord began to tell them that I've given you the garden of Eden, but see, there is a tree at the center. It's not yours. God said of every tree in the garden, you can enjoy freely. I don't know why. It, what is it with human beings that God will give them one million things and he will say one does not belong. Is that one, that one that they want. So you have 90% to yourself, but you want to spend the 10. And an argument will start. It's New Testament, it's Old Testament, blah, 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 blah. Why is the woman being? It has been from the Bible. So there were, I believe, over 100,000 trees in the garden. And God only said that he forbade them from eating just one. And that was the one they went for. Ah, Adam, why, why, what happened to you? That's why we are suffering in Nigeria. Is this you? <laughs> Mosquito said, Oh, it should come from you. You just got married two weeks ago. Mosquitoes have been disturbing. He just whispered, they said, Mosquito. And he's right. Everything is painful. When I think of the wars in the world, the bloodshed and everything, just like, what is, why? 100,000 trees, leave one. He went for that one. When we get to heaven, I'll be the first one to challenge Adam. For all the muscles that beat me, that I felt symptoms of malaria, I said, sir, you didn't do well. I should have been a fine boy or not. But we suffered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. All of us would have been living in the garden. Who have to pay for hotel? <laughs> I am your sacrifice. Just to play that song. Don't say song. 
Are you following me? Anyway, there's a portion that is not yours, but go back to that stuff. If I'm able to let you know this, I will stop here. I didn't even plan to add this to I'm about to add, and it just came to me now. Have you read, and I've said it in this church before, if you want to understand the thinking of God, his own menu is very broad, but it leaves you, it leaves your appetite to determine how much you are going to eat out of his menu. The problem is not the menu, the problem is your appetite. So if Joshua conquered, and you know what, that was exactly what happened. Joshua started distributing the land. Some tribes conquered their own land, the old land. Some tribes did not conquer them, and they lived with the inhabitants of the land. If you read the last part, last three chapters of the book of Joshua. But God gave them everything. He will let a man, so what is going to determine how much a man will possess? It is the vision of the man. It is a vision of the man. It is the hunger in your spirit. And then what I said, it is how exposed you are. You have worked with giants. You have started thinking big. The first of this kind was when it was going to, uh, the woman came and he said that uh, we have nothing. Second Kings chapter 4, 5, 5. And Elisha said that, what do you have? Finally, she said, a jar of oil. Ah, he said, lock the door. Call your family together. He said, borrow versus borrow, not few. But did you notice that Elisha never told the woman that borrow 1,000 or 2,000 or 10,000? Our definition of not few will, determine, will be determined by how exposed. How big or how small our mind is. Never have a small mind. You are going to cheat yourself out of many things and you will think it is God. Never have a small mind. Somebody is thinking, if I can just get a car, somebody is thinking, Lord, how about me employing one million people? When grace will say yes to you, it will only be one yes. There is no container you bring to an ocean. The ocean does not discriminate. Did somebody get what I've just said now? All of you will go back home, your container will be filled up, and the ocean will not fill it. So imagine all of us going to Lake Bushi Beach. So you are carrying a case, somebody carrying a cup, somebody carrying a tank. The ocean does not know the difference. But your capacity is shortchanging you. And this is happening. See, this is why sometimes when we pray, we are flooded with light to start thinking like uh, from another realm, so that we don't think in a myopic way. Too many Christians do that. If I was that woman, it would take me maybe one month of borrowing vessels. You understand? The first one month, I'm just getting vessels. I will come to your house and collect yours. He said, borrow not a few. But the Bible says, as he poured the oil, poured the oil, I said, one more vessel, no more vessel, and the oil stopped. The oil goes as far as the capacity you put down. But what I'm showing you is that it is not God that will tell you that get 10,000 vessels or get 10 vessels. It's up to you. Is somebody getting the thinking of God now? They told story. I can't remember where it is. It just came to me now. So I know that Elisha was saying, Second Kings, from chapter 2, he took over, went to Giga Bethel, and then went on a Second Kings, chapter 2. So he must have been towards the end of his life. 
in professor in chapter 7 that was when there was motivation in samaria so probably chapter 8 or chapter 9 of second kings i've not read it in a while that elisha when he wanted to die then the king came to his house he was crying and he said my father my father the chariot of israel that was his title then one man was the chariot of israel they used to, i mean they used to say that around him not that he was the chariot, but they just made that see you are the prophet over this land and he said i know your problem you think i'm going and i'm actually going and you are afraid that the Syrians will still be your enemy. The last time they came, I struck them with blindness and asked you to give them food. What a way to treat enemy. And to the point that somebody said in that kingdom that see, there is a man. The king said, anytime we plan to lay a siege for them here, a trap for them here, they will escape it. And one of the generals said, excuse me, sir. <laughs> he said, there is a spy among us. He said, sir, there is no spy among us. There is a guy there they call Elijah. Ah, may your reputation get to this point. That your boss will say that as long as you are in that office. Laban said to Jacob, I have learned by experience. If you dig deep, that experience was actually by divination. Laban was not a Christian. Is I is is they call them DBI in Nigeria, native daughter, told Laban. That your business is booming because of the young man that is called Jacob that is in your company. I am not just teaching. I stand in the name of Jesus Christ. And I say to everybody, wherever you find yourself, good things are traceable to the place because of you. You are not a liability in any office. You will say you are going and they will be crying. You know, as it is with the priest, so it is with the people. This is actually happening to almost all the pastors here. These guys who sit behind me every Sunday are not just ordinary guys. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. See, they might not want me to say much of the picture. Just, they just cross from one cousin to another multinational right now. That's Pastor Joshua. And the agony. I imagine the, the owner of the old place had to send for him. That, why are you leaving? But then they are sacking there should be i'm not saying that no people can things can happen in office and it doesn't but i'm just saying that you are so wealthy so strong yeah where it works so much has happened between the time he came in that why he started calling and i'm talking about he said pharmacy started calling we are not you you cannot be a liability and what i'm teaching are the things that you need to know there is something i'm going to say at the end that if i don't get to say it i'll say it on sunday which, which, which has to do with believing in the grace of God that is at work in your life. It is the starting point. If I ask you a question, are you fully persuaded that God is with you and he lives in you? There are many things we say as Christians that we don't really believe. Do you really believe you carry grace? And there's nobody listening to me now that does not carry Do you really believe it? But that's the starting point. Do you really, really believe it? That you are not married? Do you believe it? Don't look at your experiences and begin to say that you say, I don't think. No, your experience will line up when you start believing it. That you are not ordinary. That grace is at work in you. That's how it functions in Christianity. Be fully persuaded. Mm. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says, cast not therefore away your confidence. When, when you, I, I called Duni one day, 
probably she's watching us. She's a doctor in America now. She's a consultant, very brilliant lady. Dunia nine once in SSC, the best result in West Africa. OBG had to meet with her. She chose pharmacy in UI. And in UI, you don't cross, I was assuming in UI, you don't cross from one professional course to another. So because of, she took pharmaceutical science and you are too beloved, you have to go to medicine. Now, you know, people sort of put medicine in one class like that, but the girl said she wanted pharmacy. But then, she now wanted to change and in UI, you don't change. But because she had met the president, she said, power pass power. The president's PA called the VC of UI. She's changed it to medicine. She said, yes, sir. Yeah, they just changed that. <laughs> she was in a pastor Bailey's class in medicine. She was the best medical student of the year in final year. Now, we grew up together in Abuja. Our brother was in my class in secondary school. So, how she was doing it, one day I asked her that, nine A1s. When the son of man did not even have one single A1. I had one A2, C's. I was like, I mean, what? How? How just, and when you see her, no, no, no aura, nothing. She got to you also among the medical students. She beat all the men. She was the best. And I said, and now in America, they said, hey, oh God. Another lady called me. I don't want to mention her. Okay, I can't. It's a good testimony anyway. She follows her every now and then. Now, this is also a daughter in America. That's all. She still called me during the week. And last time, I was in America in August and I was there in December. I don't know whether it was August or December that Tola came, December, she came to see me. And she was giving me the test. Do you know how I got the present job that I'm doing in Philadelphia in America? And she was giving me that. I said that Duni has moved to Minnesota now. She was in Philadelphia. She said, when I faced the panel as doctors, Duni was part of the panel. All she needed to say, just said, I know her. All the professor, why, turned and said that if she knows you, we receive you. She told me herself. I mentioned it because this are, they are hearing me right now. I'm not supposed to mention it, but it's a good testimony. She told me. She said she just spoke on the table that I know her. He said from that day, they started even respecting anybody that says I'm from UI. And they will say it's because of Duni. That we know she went to that school and she came to America. She mesmerized all of them in medicine. That they started. I started wishing that I should have done medicine in school. This time I would have gone there. So just apply. And I, I'm from UI, you know. <laughs> By the righteousness of one man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you say that, the evil some have done for their sake. All of that does. And I was like, she's always telling you, I put there that see, you know, this white people called you and they told you about reputation of you. Don't bring it down. You also do your best so that when somebody is coming after you, also the door is open. So I remember you, I wonder, after that, how come you're always stopping? She just said, Pastor, people think I'm very brilliant. He said, It is difficult to tell people that sometimes I open question mark, I open question in an exam, and the first 10 minutes, I don't really know what the question is saying. He said, I will close it back and tell myself that the only God is for you. You are brilliant and you cannot fail. It's also, I will skip the first part of the question and start looking for the one that I'm familiar with. He said, Once I start and the flow continues, it goes back, and the next thing I've done everything. You know, as soon as some people see a question that looks difficult, they recall the ancestral spirits. <laughs> what did they? That's what they just started. I have always known, and you defeat. I. 
Is somebody here? <laughs> ah, what is saying? Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24. And I'll conclude with that king. Is somebody getting blessed tonight? Ah. Can you see this? This summarizes God's mentality that I've been sharing with you in this regard. Rise up. Let's start from 23. Okay, no, no, leave it 24. Leave it 24. 24. Rise up, take your journey. Pass over River Anon. Behold, I have. Always pay attention to God's choice of words. I have given into thy hand Sion, the Amorites, king of Ishbon, and his land I have given you. Well, look at the next word there. I give you begin to possess it, contend with him in battle. Wow, I have given you, but it's not going to follow you like a bag of sherry. In other words, advance in battle towards this guy with a mentality that you have already won him, but you will still fight. Mm. Did you get that? I have given you. But don't lie down there expecting his possession to come to you. He said, cross over. Advance. I am giving you, begin to possess, contend with him. It is when you get to his land that you face him, he will bow. And that was exactly what happened. Con begin to contend. Contend. The third story I was sharing. So the king was crying and Elisha said, fine. Take your bow. Take your arrow. If you find that soup job, it should be in 7 Kings 8 or 9. Which one? 13. Thank you. 13, 18. 13. Thank you so much. I enjoy Bible scholars around me. 2 Kings 13, 18. I quote a lot, but I don't know everything. <laughs> so some I don't remember. 13, 18. This is important. And he said, let's start from several things. He said, open your window eastward. And he opened it. But let's start from 15. 15. Let's start from 14. <laughs> All of them are looking like where to start from. Now, Elisha was falling sick of his sickness whereof he died. You see, this was able to understand about healing and anointing. So when Benny had, had surgery, so people started saying, hey, there, but that's, that, that means not through this healing. So why couldn't God heal him? People can just be very sick, but they don't know the word of God. This Elisha was sick. The man that carried double portion. He eventually died of the sickness. They buried a soldier in his grave by mistake. The soldier's bone touched his bone, and the soldier came alive. But he that possessed the power died of sickness. There is what is called an anointing. It functions by the demand of the people and by at the prerogative of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the personal healing of the pastor, of the anointed one, it depends on your own faith. Because the anointing comes and goes, and you have no control over it. When you need it most, it might not come because you don't control it. You don't get that. Kenneth Hagin tried to teach all people that time. If Ketrikuma, all of them, God that mercy, many of them wouldn't have died the way they died. Ketrikuma died of attack. Many of them wouldn't have. Because he started telling them, I see this anointing is like a cloak on you. It goes and it comes. You might be sick one day, you need desperately, and it's not coming. He said, but if you understand the fact that the same way I can pray for somebody now by the anointing, 
but I can also show you from the Bible that you can use the name of Jesus for yourself. So one day, Kenneth was praying for people. The power was so much on him that he, was, he couldn't even see the boy, just seeing cloud. Then he got a woman on the wheelchair and the power just lifted. I've said that that's at times up the stage, can't even pray for some people again. At times, just feel the mantle suddenly for no reason. Sometimes it's not even that you are doing any special prayer. Sometimes your pants are burning, you just there is something God is doing right now. But then at other times, we are praying, you even fast for days and nothing is happening. So he got to this woman and he felt that the cloak, I see they just removed it from him. And he told the woman that you see, you saw all the people that have been healed. That now I don't sense the anointing. He said, But I know what to do. He opened to where the Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus. And he said that the word of God, unlike the anointing, does not go and come, it abides forever. He said, if you believe, ma, that in the name of Jesus, I can say, I'm not feeling anything right now, but if you believe the word, the written word, and the woman said, I believe, he said, begin to thank God that you are here. She started, she, he put the Bible on her lap, and, the, and then she got up. Yeah. So the word is actually better than the anointing. But the thing about the word is that it takes process. And it might not benefit somebody who has not been taking time to study the word, or those who are just getting born again or unbelievers but when the anointing is moving it touches anybody god wants it to touch sometimes somebody might not even know jesus and they get healed yeah that's what the anointing can do well prophet sk abera many years ago at his crusade ground they i don't know what happened the baby was paralyzed and he asked the mother do you know do you believe just can eat the woman said i don't believe i said whatever believe on a just and carry the baby and she got that's the anointing if it's the word our faith has failed that might be a problem did you get that the anointing is put there to help people beyond their faith level. If you see me ask somebody to get up from the wheelchair now, your faith will rise. Not because of your personal faith, but you have seen something. Then the anointing can work. Look at that. Hallelujah. So, let's read. Elisha was sick. Leave the scripture there, please. And the Bible said the sickness, whereof he died. So he died of the sickness. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Elisha said to him, I know your problem. Take bow and arrows. Number one, he didn't say how many arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon him. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hand. So the guy took arrow and bow and did like this. Elisha said, just do like this. So Elisha managed to get up and he put his hand on the guy's hand. He took held the bow and the arrow. Next verse. He said, open your window eastward. And he opened it. Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apex till thou hast consumed them. The broad vision. Next verse. He said, take the arrows, and he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, smite upon the ground, and he smote three times and stayed. Now, Elisha didn't say how many times. He didn't say how many arrows, and he didn't say how many times. Look at the next verse. And the man of God was wrought with him, and said, thou should have smite him five or six times. If you did that, thou would have smitten the Syrians till thou hast consumed them. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syrians only three times. I was a young boy when I first read this, but why didn't he tell the guy? But you see, in the broad vision he gave, he already gave an idea. 
He said, this bow and arrow will make you consume the Syrian till they are destroyed forever. That should be your hunger. When he says, smite the ground, the guy should have, if I was the guy, the guy it is you, the prophet, that will stop me. That is enough. <laughs> I will smite for my children's children. I will just stand there. You have to say that, oh boy, he don't do. Stop, 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 stop. But the guy just, Elijah said, oh yeah, hit the ground. Elijah was looking at him. The guy just said, boom, 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 and he stopped. And once you have obeyed a prophetic instruction and you have stopped, you cannot add to it. So when Elisha said, you've missed it, he can't say, okay, let me just... It's too late. When God told them to go and fight, when they sent out spies, and ten brought a bad report, and two brought a good report, and they refused to go, and they were crying. And God told Moses that they are stubborn, steam-naked, but I tell them, Numbers 13 and 14, I'm done with them. The Bible said they started crying and they gathered arrows and okay, you know what, we should have gone. Now we are ready to go. And Moses told them that it's late. The things of the spirit, they, are, they follow seasons. Once you miss it, you can't replace. You can only pray for mercy and God will organize another time. But for that moment, you cannot. So king, oh, I should have done it six times. I'm sorry, let me now do it. No, it's too late. The verdict has been proclaimed. He said, you will only have victory three times. As a young boy, I sat in my room and I began to say, Lord, why did Elisha tell the guy? And that was the first time this message came to me. That no. So the Lord just showed me the story of the vessel also and then the story of Joshua that I don't normally tell people how many times. I leave it to them. You know, you might get to a point where you will know. Yes. What God has given every Christian is long life. But no age is attached to your particular own long life. Some Christians will live up to 90. Some will live not up to that. Some will live up to 80 like Padiba and still be preaching. Some will not live up to that. But you see, what is your idea of long life? The things that you do on a daily basis... If you honor those who are older than you, you are adding to your age. Down to physical things like eating the right food. Down to thinking the right thoughts. They are all important, not only spiritual. This is the word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Spiritual things. So God can plan 100 years for somebody and he can through carelessness begin to cut it down by yourself. Yes. It is true. There is a level of violence you can enter into. Even with your family and people around you, you have fought everybody, you have said too many things that can make it very difficult for you to continue to live for long here. I will show you from the Bible, but not tonight. It is true. Because a good one is that honor your father and your mother, that your day may be lost, it shall be well with you. It's as direct as it is. So God can plan 100 years for a man and he can begin to dishonor his parents, dishonor spiritual parents, dishonor everybody. Until the time when you have so much by yourself, reduced yourself. 
and then something happens and then the person is praying. It doesn't, that doesn't mean anybody that dies young has done, then I'm not saying that. Jesus died at 33. So that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that God might have a specific plan for a person and you can mess it up. And God will not intervene by things you do. So let us, one, one of the things you must let go of is this notion that if it is God and God plans it, it must come to pass automatically. It is true. It's not true. Do you think it is God's plan that those children have been murdered in northern part of Nigeria and everything? So God planned that they should die. It did not. But why are they dying? The Bible clearly declares that it is God's will that every man be saved. Are all men being saved? No. So there are many things that God plans are not coming to pass. Because here on earth, mortal men are powerful. This is why we intercede. This is why we intercede. Yes. It might be God's will for us to gather here and be worshipping. You can have a ruler who can ban churches and send soldiers to arrest anybody after everybody will stop going to church. That is the power, that is Adamic power. It's superior to satanic power. As a matter of fact, when Satan can fight a church, when the fire is too much for him, he, 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 recalls, he goes back to Adamic power. That's what he uses every now and then. Because that will work more. It will work more. If he sees a sister that is fully on fire, it's cool. That can be a threat to so you. can arrange a man that will marry her and cap her Christian life. You are not going to church again. You are not. By the time he beat her blue blood, they fight back and fight back and fight back. After a while, the fire will become water. It goes for Adamic power. It is true. Native doctors can cook all sorts and try to call the name of a pastor. Like the one that heard, they, they called the guy. said, when they call you and you answer, you are dead. He heard them. He had a church not to answer, but he answered and they all died. But shortly after, Satan changed the strategy. Assassins came. God saved him. Yes. But that is physical. And people fear physical more. I say, when you are anointed, you are not afraid of all the jazz and the rest. But it is important that you so that we will come with all kind of uh, cock and boost story. A pastor should not use security. And I don't use anybody. The sad truth is that if you need one, get one. Especially in these days that we live in. I asked somebody, the way was attacking security. I said, are you planning to kill the pastor? Why are you? <laughs> You're angry that he has security. Say, so what about every other person? Well, Satan doesn't target everybody equally. There are some people who say kidnappers won't kidnap them. It's a waste of time. <laughs> there are some doubtful doors that police don't stop. You will argue from money and you won't collect a dime. There's nothing to give you. What is not there is not there. And I've seen one before. They arrest the boy just to your guy to them. I beg leave him. You don't get anything. <laughs> and the guy said, Thank you. Because really, you didn't have anything. You are just going to punish. You will be there. You'll be frustrated. But if they arrest some of you now, because you have work to do and everything, you, you, they force you to part with something. So Satan doesn't waste his time on some people. It's, it can, it's, it's going to be counterproductive for him to be, to, be, to be doing that. And the sincere truth also is that even I remember when I. Anyway, I went to this state and there was this Anglican bishop who came to pick me because I traveled with his son, one of the eastern states. And I remember they came with police escorts and the rest. And then the son was telling me that the governor told him, I said, if anything happens, you can create an opera in the city. It is true. People like Pastor Debo, if he doesn't have protocol guys around him, people will choke him. Something happened, I don't know, somebody was telling me, maybe at a beggar here, he was coming to Lagos. And he, you know, he likes these buses. I've seen him a couple of likes driving like this kind of space bus. So he sat at the back and he told them to switch up the AC. So he now opened the curtain. 
somebody just saw him and shouted. That was how people started. And they were coming. They blocked the old road. So there was a man coming in his car who was caught. Who are these people? What is it? What are they talking about? Are they crazy? Who are they greeting? Right, they're blocking the road. So he came down in Nanga to start his Somebody said, Is Adeboe there? He said, Adeboe. Ah. He said, Me, me, us. He said, Sir. Even those who talk trash when they see him, see, people who have authority that are real, when you see them, both negative and positive people, go and read the story of Adolf Hitler. It will stand before soldiers and they will be shivering. Yes. I think I ministered to one man's son whose grandpa used to be a coffee. They told them that for you to look at people and for them to fear you, they asked the grandpa to go and look for the face of a lion. So they bought a lion and killed the lion for him. They cooked the face in water and used the water to cook his face. If he looks at you, you will feel what you will feel when you face a lion. Then I said, no wonder that when they were going up, he said so. He said the father will enter the house and everybody will melt. They have enhanced his status. No more an ordinary man. You might be abusing him around town. The day you enter his office, you will see him. Like some people abuse president of nation. Have you seen one before? <laughs> when President Obama was the president, there was a guy, a guy that was telling, was telling me, he had a cab in Abuja. The caterer, the, was carrying food and she was under the pressure of time and her car broke down. And she just called this cab guy. So she had the pass, of course, security. The guy said, they kind of security inside that place. They are different from the ones you see on the road. So by the time they got to the front of the villa, the woman left him, took it, and then she entered. And I said, it's as if some things were... Said, he said that he didn't know you could sense that you were being watched. He said he became so scared I started praying that Lord, well, if I will not make it alive again out of this place, just take care of my family. <laughs> if you see the kind of soldiers following president, when Pausai was the president, I ran into his troop, troop in Maryland when he was inside one house and the soldiers were outside. They mopos, the type I saw. So when they look at you, you will just align. They don't use the common ones that you see. So some people will talk, you know, this, 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 when I see him, I will tell him my mind. <laughs> you know, you can say that to our president. Well, when I see him, I wonder you say this. This is why some people will go there. From generations, they are sample to almost every president, not only even abroad. When they come out, it's something else they are saying. <laughs> if they are ready for you to have a face-to-face -face meeting with Queen Elizabeth, the protocol you are going to pass through, you will shiver when you see her. Some, it is designed that way. Some other people, the authority is inside. They have achieved so much that when you see them, it's true. Yeah. You see, I've spoken with people here and there. When I was here, I ministered to a guy who was in Bukhanian, he was the leader of Bukhanian, and he had killed a lot of people. And was telling me some of these things. There are some of the people that you see with pistol, you and when you look at them, the pistol will fall off. And for some, it's not. Yeah, it just <laughs> some have that presence. Now you see them on paper, you say whatever you want to say, but when you see them face to face, and some go, some they go for spiritual power to enhance themselves to that point. But you see, there is a measure of anointing that can come upon you. If you need it, that you can begin to actually operate the same thing. It's possible. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you with me? Is someone blessed tonight?
Ask your neighbor, how hungry are you? I want to stop here tonight. It's supposed to be communion service, right? Oh, Lord Jesus. Shall we rise? So many things have been said tonight. When you get home, when you're about to sleep, sit on your bed and remind yourself that God is for me. Nobody can be against me. Sometimes you might need to say it as many times that you fall asleep. That God is for me. I will not trivialize what God is doing in my life. I believe that I carry grace. And on that note, begin to worship God. Thank you for what you have done. I have given you. That is the word that is common or that was in almost all the passages we read. I have given, I have given. What has the Lord given you that you are not possessing? Is a big question tonight. What has the Lord given you that you are not possessing? So there is grace on someone now that by the time you are true, you have built 100 hospitals in Nigeria and here you are, you are trying to just get a job. Yes, that might be the start, but can you lift up your eyes and see through God's lenses of what he has for you? Can you think about it? You are trying to future in one movie Yet you are going to write films that will go far above whatever we have seen. Yet in five, ten years' time, it's your movie that is all over the world. But you are looking for a role right now. Can you look beyond what is going on and let the Lord let you see by the Spirit? What has the Lord given you? Begin to contend with Him for I have given you his land oh thank you Lord Jesus we give you praise we worship you elsewise you have victory already in Jesus name let's take the let's just lift up the communion there is only one word that will lead us to say concerning the one we are taking tonight Sorry, can you help me with your okay. okay, this is okay. Are we ready? Everybody say, I declare with my mouth. With this communion, I'm reminding myself that I have the mind of Christ according to God's word. I think like him. I reason like him and I talk like him. I have the mind of Christ. Please say it as many as ten times where you are. Say it and picture it as you are saying it. I have the mind of Christ. I don't think outside the way things. I have the mind of Christ. I view things the way he views them. I do things the way he does them. I reason the way he reasons. As I take the blood of Jesus and his flesh tonight, I declare to myself 
according to God's word, I have the mind of Christ. I function like him. I have the mind of Christ. I function like him. I speak like him. Lord, you said as often as we take this bread and this blood, we show the Lord's death till he comes. So I take it again tonight to remind myself, to reassure myself that I have the mind of Christ by the Holy Ghost. I think the way he thinks. For this life is in me. His life is in me. You can go ahead and take the bread and the, and, and, and the blood. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise. If you have done, I just give him thanks. Just worship him. I feel in my spirit that I did not just share. I have instructed by the Spirit. This message begins to manifest in your life from tonight. The Lord begins to take you into things that He had already prepared for you. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. But the Bible says, God has prepared. He has revealed them to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. The things that God has prepared, not that He's going to prepare. In the name of Jesus, I said by the Spirit, I say this to everybody on the sound of my voice, here and those who are watching, go forward. Step into the next phase. In the name of Jesus Christ. Where you think is a world, by the time you get there, just a mirage. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. We give you praise. We honor you. Just thank him wherever you are. Just give him praise. Just worship him. Glory to your name. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, we worship you. We give all the glory. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.